How'd you guys feel there? About when you were in the middle and everybody's eyes were on you. I think Brian. I think Brian actually wanted to be stopped in the middle. I don't know. That was weird, but. How does how does it feel though? Those of you that had to stand in the middle, is it awkward, a little embarrassing? Uh, awkward. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I think the, I think the worst one for me would have been uh, probably the cow. Either the cow or the the teapot. That would have been pretty embarrassing. Which one? You, oh, six one and no one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, sometimes life events are, are painful circumstances that leave us feeling alone. And there might be people in our circle who are less than friendly and consequences can be hurtful rather than funny. So that was kind of just an illustration of our game that we just did, you know. We have a circle of influence and sometimes people can do stuff to us that makes us, it might, it might seem funny to other people, but to us it really hurts us. Okay, so uh, right now as we get moving into our message, we're going to start with a video clip from the movie to save a life, all right? Here we go. I feel so alone. I'm the only person in the world that feels this way and it doesn't even matter. It's not important. It's not important. Or maybe it's not important. Screaming out. Doing everything in my power to be heard. And silence is loud in my screams. I don't want to be heard but it's Tear down my world. Break apart my life. Bye. Bye. I just want somebody to listen in and to not be angry that I'm not content because I'm not. I'm not happy. I feel like I'm stuck in a world where no one wants me. In a world where I'm so completely different, I can never fit in or be understood. As loud as I want to, the screams will always fade because no one really knows how to listen. Maybe that's a show. is what he said in the, in the video, is that I feel so alone, like I'm the only person in the world who feels this way, and it doesn't even matter. At this point, what I want us to do is everybody to get out of their chairs. This is where we get to play in the river a little bit, okay? Yeah. So, take your chairs and start pushing to the side of the, of the room. Pushing to the side of the room. And I need everybody to be on one side of the room. Okay. Actually, guys, what we're going to do right now is, is a serious moment. Listen. Guys. Hey. 
I need you guys to listen and pay attention right now. This is actually a serious moment. I know you guys are talking to anybody else. There's actually not going to be any talking at all during this time. And if you do talk, if you interrupt, or if you bother anybody else during this time, then you can go ahead and step out into the hallway. Okay? But this is a very serious time. I'm going to go through some things. And um, when I say this, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and step across the line. What you're going to do is you're going to walk across this river. This river is called the River of Life's Pain. I want you to walk all the way over across to this chair and then walk back, okay? You don't have to stay over here. You can walk back over to where you started, okay? There's no condemnation here. I'm just going to read some statements. And uh, if this is you, then go ahead and walk across the river and then walk back. And let's remember this last one, confidentiality, all right? We're not making fun of anybody here. We're going to communicate, if anything, we're going to communicate that we care. Got it? Now, walk across the river and then go back if you're stressed out. Good job. Okay. Walk across the river if your parents are divorced. If you had somebody close to you betray you. You've been called stupid or made to feel like you're not good enough. You're noticing this, but most of us aren't alone here. Nobody's walked across the river yet by themselves. Walk across the river if you have ever felt alone or afraid at school or in another group setting. If you've been judged by the color of your skin. Yeah. Okay. If you have lost at least one friend because someone spread a rumor about you. Yeah. It's a difficult one, huh? If you have ever considered your family poor, or one of your family members has ever been homeless or on welfare. If you have ever witnessed or have been part of an act of physical violence. You've been teased or humiliated for the shape, size, or appearance of your body. Uh, 
this one's for the guys now, okay? So, you have ever been pushed to be tougher, told not to cry, or pushed to ignore your physical or emotional pain? Just guys. Any man or boy has ever whistled at you, catcalled you, hit you, slapped you, called you a derogatory name, or in any way kept you from doing something, or put you down simply because you were female? You're not laughing matter. I don't know why you're laughing. But here's the last one. If you or anyone close to you has ever seriously considered or attempted suicide. Thank you for participating in that. I know that wasn't easy for a lot of us, but we took our step. This is part of the risk that I was talking about, you know, showing other people some of the things that maybe was, there's a deeper level to a lot of us here that a lot of us don't know. Maybe you saw some of your friends walk across this line that you didn't, you had no clue that they had gone through something like that. Um, so go ahead and you guys can get back, find your seats, go ahead and have a seat back in the middle of the room if you want. But this river, guys, this river of life's pain can leave us, it can leave us feeling hurt, it can leave us feeling alone. But guess what? We're a little less alone than we really know when we see that others have crossed that river too, huh? We see that. It's not, we're not the only ones that come through some of these issues. We're much less alone when we know that someone cares about the stuff that hurts us. That's why I feel sorry for some of those people that were laughing. God, what a bummer that could make the other person feel. Oh, it doesn't. How I feel to care less than that guy. Communicating that we care can be as simple as sharing the love sign, offering a few comforting words like I'm sorry, or even giving one of the hugs that we saw up here this, this evening. You know? And right now, we're going to go a little deeper with somebody in our group that uh, you guys all know. And... Um, we're just going to let her share a little bit more about herself with us tonight. Is that okay? And Brady, welcome Kayla up here. Um, growing up, I was kind of the black sheep of the family, which means that I didn't fit in with any of my brothers, my sisters, my parents, my cousins. And um, I was always the weird one, the one that didn't fit in or was socially awkward and not so cool. And... I had an abusive stepfather that would abuse my mom and she went crazy. He was up on a lot of drugs, alcohol. He tried to kill her and burn down her house. He was sent to jail. We don't see him anymore. But um, in the time when he started coming around more and he started living with us, um, I started to struggle a lot with this stuff in my life. Um, I started to see things and I started to have a lot of nightmares, um, even during the day. I was terrified all the time. I could hardly breathe. I had trouble breathing because I was so scared all the time. I was pale. I was super, super skinny because I was afraid to eat because I would see things in the house and food, I just couldn't touch it. 
Um, I was afraid to do anything. I couldn't walk through doorways. I didn't talk to people at school because I didn't have the energy to try to stand out and be cool with my friends because I was so trying hard not to act terrified. I could hardly sit still in my seat at school because of just how terrified I was of everything because I had so many nightmares. I saw so many scary things. You know, I um, I didn't know exactly what was going on. And my mom one night woke me up while I was crying and she said, you sent me to a mental institution because she didn't know what to do with me. And I, um, I figured everything I was going through would be much more terrifying to go through that in a mental institution than in my own house. So I just pretended that it didn't bother me anymore. And, and I tried to act cool, you know, I tried to be a certain size so my mom would get off my back if I think too fat. Um, I tried to curse a lot so my brothers were to make fun of me for being so innocent. I would watch movies with my stepdad so he would not discriminate me because I was a woman. I would, you know, movies I hated that were stupid that was totally wrong to watch. Um, I uh, would try to act all cool and tough because I had cousins. My, my stepdad was Hispanic and my cousins were very racist against white people. Whenever I go visit them, I was really discriminated, and so I tried to ask school, and all the time I was dealing with all these fears and stuff I no one really knew about. And I fell away from God because of everything I had to deal with, and then about two years ago, I got saved and started to know Jesus again, and um, through that, I learned that all the experiences that I experienced when I was little that I would see demons. I, um, these things are really, really real. It's all in the Bible. Everything I experienced was completely found in the Bible. I saw a lot of demons. They attacked me when I was sleeping, when I was awake. To this day, I still see them, but not as badly. God will talk to me and tell me what's going on and tell me how to pray about it. I've seen, after I would pray about it, I'd see God do a miracle and they would leave or, you know, something else would come in and try to help me. And, you know, I've seen a lot of crazy things. All of them are proven in the Bible. A lot of my family still doesn't really understand. My mom is starting to because she's experienced the same things when she was younger and everyone thought she was crazy. Just kind of found that out recently. You know, but I didn't realize that I was so different and everyone thought I was so different because God made me special. You know, I see things and experience things because God made me a certain way and he uses me in so many awesome ways because there's so many people out there who are like me who went through the same things I did and I didn't know it. And so now I can talk to them and encourage them. I can tell them exactly how God made them and how they're special too. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's weird in their own way. Because we all have things that God made us different, you know, to use us in special ways, but we get made fun of for that. You know? I guess I just really want to encourage you that in my life, I had a happy life. That's just not even the extent of everything I've gone through. I've seen every every horrible thing you can experience besides losing like a brother or sister or parent to death. I have experienced it. I've gone through some horrible, horrible things, you know. But through it all, I met God. And seriously, I know like all of us can be used, but we all go to church. We all, you know, call ourselves Christians, but there's a point in your life when you're really going to have to choose whether or not you know God or not. And that's going to be the biggest decision you'll ever make. And trust me, it's worth it. Because my life sucked. It was hard. I was not a good person. I went through hard things. And God delivered me from everything. I'm a completely new person. I am actually happy for once in my life. I'm not pretending to be. 
my entire life up until two years ago, I just like, wanted to be happy, and I never, ever was. In fact, I went through so much pain and depression and sadness and fear that I never, I was afraid to be happy. I was afraid to let that change because I had been away my entire life, and I didn't know it could be any different. But when I met God, everything changed. You know, I am joyous. I can dance and worship, and I don't care what any of you think because I love God so much. I can read my Bible every day and love it more than watching the best movie or TV show or hanging out with my best friend because I love Jesus more than anyone. My life is so awesome. I experience the fullness of every blessing in the world because I love God. And not all of us are ready to really understand that or receive it, but God is so real. He'll bless you in the best way to choose the Father. We're going to break into our small group that we had last week. Uh, I want all the girls to be over here in this corner. We're going to split the guys up. We'll do uh, half the guys over here and half the guys back there. Right, guys, we're going to have to move kind of quick here because we're, we're running short on time. But everyone's going to have two minutes to answer these questions, okay, in your group. So make sure we, we're respectful of everybody else's time. And I'm going to play a little note or a, a tone when you hear that tone then it's, going to, it's time to, um, to change and go to the next person, okay? So here's the questions, okay? What statements stood out to you from the, the walk across the river? And why did those things stand out? And then answer this, this phrase. As I think about the, la- the list of painful events we just talked about, I remember feeling especially alone or hurt when... And then just talk about that, okay? Everyone's got two minutes. If you take less than two minutes, that's fine. Just move on to the next person, all right? And you mark. That's it. We just practice something real quick. Why don't we stand up? Turn to the person next to you and do one of those ace frame hugs. <laughs> or do, do a manly hug if you want, you know, to say, hey, do you know what? Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for opening your heart. You know, if you, if you guys aren't into hugs, do the knuckle bump or something, you know. And uh, thanks for sharing that, bro. <laughs> Let's just pray. Can we just pray right now? For those that are, are going through a moment right now and they're, this is hitting them harder than, than some of us are here. And, you know, that's why we need to be sensitive to these things, okay? So let's just go ahead and pray. Let's, uh, let's just lift our, stretch our hands out to the ones that we know, if you know where they're at, just in the general direction. Well, Father God, we just lift up um, those of us in here tonight that, um, that you're dealing with. God, it's, uh, these are heartbreaking issues, Lord God, and there's things that have happened to us that we can't reverse. They're in the past, but they still have an effect here in the present. And Lord, we know that they won't have an effect in the future as we give it over to you, God. You can help us walk through it. You can get us through it, Lord God, and bring healing and restoration, God. Father, I pray right now for those of us that are, that are hurting like that. Lord, that you would cause tonight to be a restoring process, Jesus. Would you come in by your Holy Spirit, by the presence and the power of your love. Lord, God, come and wrap us up in your arms, Jesus. Let us know, and let us know without a shadow of a doubt that you have our best in mind. I thank you in your word that it says that, um, that you can turn around with the devil meant for evil, for good. You also said that... <coughs> that you would work all things out to the good of those that love you, Lord. That God, some of us, they, they just don't know the love of Christ yet, Lord. 
So I just pray that you, you would cause that to overwhelm us, Lord, for one another and for those that are hurting, Lord. Pray that your love would just come and envelop us, Jesus. And that your Holy Spirit would now just come and fill us and be with us. Lord God, let the peace that passes all understanding be in our hearts, in our minds, in this room, and in this place tonight, God, as we give you the rest of our evening in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, um, I'm just going to wrap it up real quick. I've got a few things to say, so go ahead and have a seat. And we're just going to, I'm just going to share a few things with you right now, okay? <clears throat> you guys remember in the movie when uh, the youth pastor was talking to the people in the room and he held up a, a $20 bill? And he said, how many of you guys would do this for a $20 bill? And now everyone goes, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do this. And, Great, okay, now how many would do the same things for a quarter? <laughs> everyone was like, ah. There's that one guy that went, your mom. <laughs> but <laughs> I want you guys to see this scripture here. Let's back up one, one, one slide real quick, Matthew, cause, or two slides. There's a scripture here that we just practiced, whether you guys knew it or not. It says this, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our trouble so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. There's an idea here. I don't know if you, ca- if you catch it. We got something from the Father, which was what? Compassion. Isn't that awesome? We got a compassionate Father. He showed us compassion and comfort. But now it says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from the Father. That's incredible. God's entrusted us with a ministry of compassion. If we receive the comfort, if we receive compassion, we need to be able to give it back out. We can't just hoard it all to ourselves, you know? But in that movie, uh, the youth pastor was talking about the $20, and he was comparing it to this. He was saying, you know, <coughs> excuse me, you can get a lot of stuff for 20 bucks, right? You can uh, name something that you can get for 20 bucks. Throw something out there. Soda. A few bananas. Okay. Um, great. What can you get for a penny? Not much, right? You can't even buy a gumball for a penny, right? But I think sometimes we look at people in the same way. If we think about this, sometimes we see people at $20 bills. You know, the ones that have it all together, they're the ones that, that were worth something. We could do anything. We'd go out of the way to be accepted by them. But then we see other people as $10 bills or $5 bills and $3 bills, $1 bills. You know, um, maybe we even see some people as dirt. Maybe sometimes we see people as pennies. I don't know. How do you look at people? So you might not admit it out loud, but let me ask you, have you ever looked at people that way? (laughs) 
I bet there's some of us in here that actually may probably treat people like pennies. And that's not God's perspective on us. Why should we look at other people like that? It's crazy, but guys, Jesus came into a world of 20s. He came into a world of 10s, 5s, dollars, quarters, nickels, pennies, dimes, <laughs> hate pennies. Did you live back then? In Jesus' time, there were these people, you've heard them called the Pharisees. Remember the Pharisees? They were the very definition, basically, of a $20 bill. You know, people went out of their way to try to impress the Pharisees. And there were also, also guys, there were, these, these, uh, there were pennies back then. Remember last week when we talked about, in Ephesians, about the, um, the, the unwanted people, the children that were left up on the hillside, mountains, and then people went up there to, to, to get them because they could use them as slaves or you know, as prostitutes or, or whatever, you know? Well, these were the scum of the earth. These were the pennies of the, of the New Testament, you know? There were outcasts to society. They were people everybody wanted out of their way. They wanted to avoid them. If there was ever someone who could come down to this earth, earth as a crisp $100 bill, who could that be? We haven't even hit the $100 bill yet, have we? If we could compare something to a $100 bill, what could we, who could that be? We couldn't. We couldn't compare anything to a $100 bill. Right? Jesus, God, our Heavenly Father, is like the Christmas $100 bill that you could find, you know? It would, it would have to be the Son of God. Now listen to this crazy thing, okay? This scripture up here in, in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it says this, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So did you get this? Jesus came to earth, not as a hundred dollar bill, not as a fifty, not even a twenty. He came to earth as a lowly penny. He completely changed all the rules too, didn't he? Now, I believe that there's really, according to this message, I believe that there's, there's really only two kinds of people in this world, and you can probably find yourself in one of these two areas, okay? There's those who know they're pennies, and then there's those who are pennies that think they're $20 bills. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm calling you all, all you guys pennies tonight, right? And that's really encouraging. You guys are excited to be pennies tonight, right? Uh, well, the fact is, you know, there guys, we are. That isn't very encouraging, but the fact is that we are, you know, we all mess up. We're limited. We're stubborn. We get stuck. And you know what? We get sick and we die. We're just pennies. But set up beside the eternal creator of the universe, the Holy Holy, the Almighty, the one who holds the stars in his hand, and you have to agree with this, we are pretty much pennies <laughs> compared to a God of infinite, infinite worth. But think about this for a second, okay? So the God of the universe says that you are worth His only Son dying on the cross for you, okay? A lowly penny. So here's the deal. If a perfect God is willing to go out of His way to love us and reach out to us, even though we were pennies, how can we ever look at another person and think that we're too good for them? 
or think that they're not worth our time, you know? So, we need to ask, I need to ask you something right now, okay? And be a little introspective. That means look inside yourself. See how this applies to you. Who do you need to ask forgiveness from because you haven't treated them for what they're worth? For any kind of value? And how can you reach out to them this week and show them that they matter to you? Think about that. Who have you treated as worthless or invaluable? And what can you do this week to show them differently? I'm thinking of something right now. I hope you guys have something. Now, I know we've gone over time here, but I want everybody just... I was going to have everybody pray for each other, but let's just go ahead and... Um, just bow our heads right now. And maybe if you're close to somebody, just put your hand on their shoulder. And pray for that person. Let's say it's something like this. Okay, let's just pray. As I'm praying for you, pray for them. Father, this evening, pray that you would comfort and encourage each member of this group that you would involve each person in sharing your love with others, God. We thank you that you have called us your own, Jesus. I thank you that you sent Jesus down to earth, humbling yourself to walk among us and ultimately die for us pennies. <laughs> God, you are, you are a God of infamous worth, worth. God, you have come and you have called us sons and daughters. You've adopted us. God, thank you so much. I think about how vast and wide this universe is and, and how far it goes. It's, it's incomprehensible, Father. And yet you've chosen Earth and the people in the heavens on this Earth to be the ones that you've redeemed and called us to your own. Father, I don't know what else is out there, but we know that your word says that you've You've called us and you've loved us with an everlasting love, an unconditional love, Father, that we could, we could turn from you and that you're only one step back, Father. I pray that you begin a healing and restoring process in my neighbors, people that we're laying our hands on right now, Father. Father, I pray that you show us how to encourage that person now and walk forward with them, Lord. I pray that you show us how not to... To, to let that person go anymore across this river of pain, this river of life's pain, Lord, that, that we wouldn't let any person be out there alone or feel alone. Show us what we can do, Father, tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before you guys leave tonight, uh, we're going to do the same thing we did last week. There's challenge cards up here. And I want everybody to... There's also um, little notepads here. I want everybody... If they, if they would, come up here and write a note to somebody else in this room this evening. Something encouraging, something comforting, something that makes them know that they're valuable. And don't forget to grab one of these challenge cards. This is what you're going to do with this message this week, okay? So take one of these cards as well. You take your time. You don't have, I'm not going to rush you guys out of here. But be respectful for anybody else that's in here that's praying or ministering to you, okay? 
that you're free to go, and we'll see you next week. God bless you guys.